Welcome to You've Not Been Successful with JD and Rachel, the actors' survival guide. <laughs> what? Oh my god, yeah, you're the best. Oh, oh no offense. <laughs> That's definitely not what we tell ourselves. <laughs> um, so my name's JD. Woo! Hi, JD. Say your name. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel. This is how the rest of this podcast series is gonna go. <laughs> uh, so we thought we'd start a little podcast mm-hmm. because we like to meet up every so often and um discuss how difficult our lives are, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, as struggling actors, all the things we have to put up with, all the uh troubles and no money and stuff. And I really appreciate having Rachel to rant at and go me too babe same um and we just thought it might help people if we tell our horrible stories and they think yeah me too i feel the same i'm not the only one going through this literally because also we're quite similar castings anyway so a lot of the time things seem to happen at the same time for us i think we're also being made redundant at the same time (laughs) From different jobs, and yet just equally, just that just the time of year for redundancy, apparently. Hence, podcast. But um, we've both just gone through like shit acting jobs at the same time. Um, yeah, just losing out on auditions, and we're both blonde. And I think around a similar age group, mm-hmm. it just so we both need someone else. Yeah, apply yeah. for the same jobs and both get rejected from them. And we like to message each other just to check if neither of us got it. Yeah. <laughs> just checking if you heard back. No, it's been four weeks. Should we just call it quits? Literally, literally. Let's just stop. Let's give up. But no, no, this is why we're doing this podcast because we want people to not give up on their dreams. And it is very hard in this industry to suddenly just think like, I'm going to pack it all in, you know. It happens quite a lot. I think we discussed this earlier. We have like a breakdown maybe once every three months about acting. Yes, constantly I'm like, why do I do this? It's so hard. And then I remember why I do it and I carry on even though it's very hard. Um, But this podcast won't be all doom and gloom. No. We've got a few things that we do to help us get through, a few positive messages for you. Uh, We've spoken to some other people about their survival tips as well. We're going to do some interviews with other people. And then we're going to throw in a few episodes that are just hilarious, Mm -hmm. just to have some light relief for you. A cheeky curveball, if you will. So... Should we tell you a little bit more about us so you can get to know us? Deepest and darkest secrets of Jodie and Rachel. Do you want to ask me first? Yeah, so we've prepared a quiz. By prepared, I mean I've prepared questions for Rachel. She doesn't know what they are. Um, uh, she's prepared questions for me, which I hope are nice. Uh, <laughs> dear God. Uh, just to get to know us a little bit better, we'll reveal our most embarrassing and intimate secrets so that um you know you can feel a bit better about us spilling all of our life stories to you over the rest of the podcast and you'll probably just feel better about yourselves really yeah. like, like oh, oh god i'm not that much of a loser <laughs> <laughs> okay rachel my first question for you is what is your most embarrassing story <sighs> oh there's too many to choose from Actually, I tell you what, I tell you what happened recently, actually, at work, which was really, really awkward. So I, at the minute, I'm working as a waitress and I take car payments off the tables when, you know, they finished having their meal, you know, pretty standard procedure. And um, I was taking a car payment off um, this couple 
and the man's card payment got declined and it got declined because he pulled his card out too quickly. So my response to this declining <laughs> of card payment was me looking at him dead in the eye going, you've pulled out too quickly. <laughs> and his wife just stared at me with absolute daggers as then I laughed my head off because I found it so hilarious when I then clocked what I said. She did not. The husband went very red and then I had to leave and get my supervisor to go back and take the car payment. Oh, no. <laughs> it was it was oh, very God. awkward. It was really awkward. I'm really glad you told me that story because so I sometimes work at a cafe and um, you know like contactless doesn't always work if you've already spent thirty pounds that day or something. Um, so when people try that and it rejects them, I always say things like so what they say do I have to put it in or do I have to insert it or something like that? And I always go that's what she said <laughs> and no one ever laughs. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny though. It's just awkwardly funny. She's said the best types of jokes. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. Especially at work with your customers. That's a good introduction as well to um, muggle jobs, which we'll yes. talk about in a later episode. Absolutely. So we've both done things like waitressing, cafe work, bar work, selling our souls. Yeah, all of that. Do you have a question for me? I do have a question for you. Right, so. I tell you what, I'm going to go in a different direction for the first question. So I'm going to ask you, Josie, what has been your favourite acting job? Um, so I've just finished an acting job that I've been doing most of this year. Um, Congrats. Which was, thank you, now I'm unemployed again. Yay! <laughs> um, it was a horror film, a comedy horror film. It was really, really good fun. I spent most of the time completely covered in fake blood which was great and I spent most of the film carrying around a cricket bat that I beat a load of monsters to death with and it's really good because I'm quite small and five foot one I look quite young I've got blonde hair I never get cast as a bad ass action hero and like this was my first opportunity to like beat things down and get covered in blood and run Woo! from monsters and fight things off and yeah it's just quite nice to do something a little bit at my typical casting but it was it was super fun yes oh my god love 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 i can't wait to see it i'm very excited thank you we're not just going to um push all of our work on this podcast <laughs> i mean we might no. <laughs> no 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 rachel question two. Oh. so for you what is the goal as an actor like what do you want to achieve with your life in terms of acting all i want is to be able to be an actor and not have to be a waitress on the side oh the dream <laughs> the dream like honestly that's not asking for much is it like it's really not like to be able to just wake up do the job that you want to do, that you've been trained to do, that you've spent money on, that the government has even put money towards mm -hmm. you doing. Thank you, government. Not for everything, but for that one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The goal, the goal is to be able to be an actor and for that to pay the bills so I don't have to be a waitress or have another side job. There you go. That's it. Sounds dreamy. Right. One day, mate. One day. Oh, I would love to have enough money 
to like cover my rent and bills and still have money left over. Yeah, to buy food. It's also good, you know. That would also be great. Oh, imagine being able to afford food. Wonderful. Right. Okay, JD. Mm-hmm. Right. Curveball. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Oh, God. Do you feel stoked? No. <laughs> you should feel so stoked, Jay, because I tell you why. Because I'm going to ask you to tell me about your worst first date. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's so many. And I'm sure so many still to come. <laughs> I've recently tried going back on the old dating app. So I once matched with this guy on Tinder. Um, and, you know, when people put pictures of themselves on Tinder, you're not 100% sure what they look like. Like, mm-hmm. I knew this guy had dark hair and a beard. Beyond a face. Yeah, quite sure how yeah. to pick him out of the crowd. So I went to where I was meant to be meeting this guy and a guy with dark hair and a beard came up to me and was like, hi, Jodie. And I was like, oh, this must be my date. So I said hi to him. I started talking to him, but I felt like the conversation was a little bit weird. It didn't seem like the sort of conversation you'd say to someone if you just met them for the first time on a Mm. Tinder date. So I I was starting to... I guess look a little bit confused because he then went you have no idea who I am do you I just didn't want to say anything because at this point I was very confused and he said we work together <gasps> I see you at work every day <gasps> no Why? who did you think I was and I was like oh, I was meeting someone here I'm not entirely sure what they look like and he went who are you meeting is it a date did you think I was your blind date <gasps> dun dun and he was right. I did see him at work every day, which I only realised after this embarrassing moment where he came back to work and I had to serve him. So he works in the building where I work in the, the cafe and I had to serve him his coffee after thinking he was my Tinder date. Oh my God. What actually happened to the Tinder guy? Oh, this is really, this is awful. I'm gonna, this story's going on for too long, but... <laughs> oh, no, no, so, no. Tinder dates never go on for too long. Oh, they always do. <laughs> uh, so I was too embarrassed to tell this guy from my work that I was on a Tinder date. So I told him I was meeting someone in a business context who was going to, like, he knew that I also did acting. So I told him I was meeting a director to talk about a project. And then my date showed up and we sat down at a table. And then the guy that I thought was my date sat down at the table next to us. <gasps> so he obviously knew from there that I was on a date because he could hear our conversation. And the next day when I saw him at work and served him, he was like, how was your business meeting? Oh. And then I died. Yes. I die. Right. Okay. What's next? I'm going to end with a nice positive question. Okay. So we've got three questions each. This is the last one. Uh, So Rachel, tell me something that's made you really happy outside of acting. I tell you what, I have had a wonderful day today. Mm-hmm. I've had a wonderful day. I um, I went out last night in the, the wonderful world of Hackney. And um, I was with friends. We had drinks. We stayed over, ordered food. It was an hour and a half late, so we didn't eat it until four o'clock this morning. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't a great bit, but it is still part of my wonderful my wonderful day. Um, and then when we actually all woke up, we had a lovely breakfast together. And then we went to a flower market and there were dogs everywhere. 
and it was glorious. The sun was shining, everyone was smiling, everyone had all their really great like, jumpers on as well because it's, it's the time of year for a great jumper. And I bought two plant babies, got two new little plant babies and they're now sitting in my living room and they look gorgeous. And you know what? All you need is some little plant babies and spending time with your friends and seeing dogs. Oh, do you know, we have about 11 plants in our house. I think when you're an actor and you're too poor to afford a pet, a plant is the closest that you can get to watching something grow as you love it. <laughs> and also, you've still got to keep it alive, you know. Yeah. That's about the maximum responsibility I want as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything more than that. Absolutely not. I mean, we've essentially stolen our next door neighbour's cat, but we don't have to feed it. We have to pick up its shit. It just comes in for cuddles and then goes again. Perfect relationship, really. Oh, guys, borrow my doggy. If you do not have borrow my doggy and you love dogs, get on it. I have so many dog cuddles without any of the financial responsibility, and it's <sighs> it's so good. That's perfect. Yeah, that's just perfect. It's like give me love. Now I'm done. Mm-hmm. Thank you. If you could do that with kids, I would maybe consider having them. But they're actually in your life twenty four seven, and I I don't have the time or patience for that. I just don't. No, I need me time. So get plant babies instead. Woo! Hi, Yeah! Okay, final question for you, Jodie. Mm-hmm. And this may be the hardest question you will be asked ever in your life. Go for it. What is your favourite animal and why? Oh, no! Uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. Okay, I feel like I need to put some context in here. So I've had many, many awful muggle jobs that have just been the worst um and a couple years ago I got back from a tour and I realized that I couldn't spend any more time of my life like having something like waitressing or bar like or whatever as my full-time job so one of my muggle jobs that I do a couple days a week is I work at the zoo great I love animals they're um, quite understanding of my acting work as well which is really nice the animals uh, yeah, they're like, all right, you can feed me next Thursday instead. <laughs> no, my bosses. <laughs> um, yeah, so I work with lots and lots of different animals at the zoo, so this is a very difficult question. Actually, today I was at the zoo and I was feeding the birds some live crickets, and one went up my sleeve, and I thought I'd just leave it until a little bit later, and then I tried to find it, and I couldn't find the cricket. Um, I still haven't found it, so what? I've got a really bad fear that at some point while recording this podcast, a cricket is going to jump out of my clothes. What? And my face is going to scream. Jodie, why didn't you tell me this earlier? Um, <laughs> because you wouldn't record a podcast with me in our tiny little recording studio. Why if there's a cricket in my house? What am I going to do? It's alright, we're recording in Rachel's house, I can leave the cricket behind. Oh my god! Um, yeah. Look, it eats my plant babies. No, they don't eat plants to cook. No, they won't eat your plant. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Bad parenting. Uh, oh my god. That was a sub story. Um, back to your question. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with elephants, even though we don't even have any at the zoo. I love them. They're gentle giants. They're vegetarians, so they speak to me. They're very emotional as well. They're very sensitive. They've got a lot of feelings. I think that's very nice. Last year I went out to do some conservation work with elephants as well. And they're just so lovely. I love them. I read an article um, online that 
said that elephants look at humans the way that humans look yes. like babies and think they're really cute. Puppies. Puppies. Yeah. Is it puppies? <sighs> when elephants look at humans, the same part of their brain lights up as when humans look at puppies. So they're like, look at the cute little people. That is fantastic on so many levels. I also so won't spend the whole podcast going, oh, dogs, oh, animals. That's oh, an plants. absolute line. She will. <laughs> yeah, she will. Absolute line. Get used to it now, guys. If you don't like hearing about animals and plants, then this is not the podcast for you. If a dog walks past, I will get distracted. Mm. I get distracted by squirrels. But I think that's because, like, literally, because I think also my spirit animal is a squirrel. So it's just kind of like, oh, me. Oh, no, I am a human. I forget. Do you ever, this occurs to me quite a lot, so you, you know in films when people get turned into animals and they can't communicate, quite often when a pigeon stares at me, I worry <laughs> that it's been a person that's been turned into a pigeon and they're trying to tell me that they're actually a person but they can't speak, so that's why they're staring at me and I worry that it's a person trying to ask for help. I have never... <laughs> ever thought of that <laughs> that has <laughs> never once crossed my mind i've never even made that correlation from <laughs> film to real life like absolutely not okay you're taking this method acting thing a little bit too seriously right well with that story i feel that concludes the <laughs> part of the podcast where we get to know jodie and rachel a little bit more shall we tell everyone a little bit about like our acting histories where we are in our lives not very far do you know what though I, i've had this conversation with quite a few friends recently because oddly being an actor means you have a lot of friends that are also actors mm -hmm. and um we were all chatting about how so when we were training or you're doing your a levels and your gcses and you wanted to be an actor mm -hmm. and you thought about like oh i would love it if i was on a stage show in London mm -hmm. and it was just quite simple quite basic that was just the goal and that is where we are now you know we are doing these things mm -hmm. and that you know five year ten year ago us would have been so proud of where we are right now but we are so hard on ourselves because we always strive for more of course you always strive for more for that but sometimes you need to take those moments and sit down with yourself and be like do you know what I've come really far and I've done really well and if I could tell 16 year old me that you were doing exactly what you want to do she'll be fucking ecstatic so we should be as well. Yes. She'd be very proud that you didn't give up. You took the hard journey to do what you love. Yeah. But, yeah, do you know what? When I have my down moments as well, I get out my notebook and I try and write down everything I've achieved this year and look at it. And it's, you know, always quite a substantial list. Like, these are at least things that I have not achieved last year. So I'm going in the right direction. So me and Rachel, when we have these little chats, have a little catchphrase. Our catchphrase is slow burner. <laughs> we are slow burners. Oh. We do not burst instantly into flame. We are slow burners. We but are our so flame slow. is slowly getting bigger and bigger. And it bigger. is. It is. And it is important to notice that. And do you know what? Sometimes it is, it's the really small things actually that do keep you going it's also quite easy to forget actually unless you write it down maybe i should do what you've just said right now my brain is like oh god you've done nothing where actually if i sat down and wrote down my achievements this year 
rather than just thinking about what I haven't achieved, mm-hmm. I'll probably feel a lot better. Yeah. I sometimes even write a list of things that I think are like failures of the year versus things that I've achieved this year. Because more often than not, the achievement list is so much longer and your failures aren't actually failures at all. Mm. Something that we categorise as a failure probably isn't. When you go for auditions, there's what, like 30 other people auditioning. Oh, there's yeah. so many other factors in, like if you're auditioning for something where there's a character who also is your mum, it depends whether you fit the person they've cast like. Mm-hmm. So not getting cast in something should not go on failures lists. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because also, not every job is your job. Mm. As much as I would want every job to be my job, I actually, I have other hobbies. I have other things to do. But um, take the small achievements where they are. It doesn't even have to be acting related. Like, not joking, I fixed the cooker the other day. I'm proud of myself. Oh, that's a great achievement. That's a great achievement. Like, that was like me getting a screwdriver, unscrewing things, sticking things back together screwing it all back in, and suddenly it works. Whenever I do DIY, I feel like a goddess. Yes. Yes, you are, Josie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> where are we going with that? I don't know. I think I went off on a tangent. What did you ask me at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Um, a little introduction of, like, our acting history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely not what I said at all. Uh, so I trained at East 15 on the MA acting course. I graduated 2000. 17? I don't even know what year it is now. No, I have a bad memory for an actor. Short term, great. Long term, gone. But, um, but yeah. So, yeah. So, I've kind of been in the acting industry, like, professionally now uh, for about two, two and a half years, I guess. I've gone to, like, Edinburgh Fringe. I've done a little commercial. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty happy about where I've come. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm saying this now because normally I don't feel happy. That's just the three-month breakdown. That is the three-month breakdown. It's also getting cold now and I feel like sometimes you get a bit, once summer is over, once Edinburgh Fringe is over and like all that excitement, everyone comes back inside and it's like, what is life? Yeah, my three-month breakdowns worry me a little less now because I know that I do always just come out of them and go well that was very overdramatic never mind <laughs> or every time I'm like oh, I'll never get an acting job again why am I even doing this oh what am I doing with my life the next day I'll always get cast in something they'll be like sorry everyone never mind carry on with carry on lives. <laughs> carry on carry on um so I'm a bit different to Rachel in that I did not go to drama school at all so I'm one of those people that didn't train and I'm just struggling alone <laughs> in the world um so for those of you who are similar to me out there I got your back uh so I did go to university to study drama and then after university I just tried to um make it without drama school I've been through a few different agents my first agent I loved my first agent uh unfortunately that agency closed I then was with another agent who was a pretty good agent. She dumped me from her books, which I think is a lot of people's great big acting fear. But I've been through it. It's fine. Uh, Her agency actually closed a few months later. (laughs) I think that's probably why. But at the time, I I was really upset. But I think she probably let me go because it was going to happen. Um. But yeah, that happens. You go through it. Um, I now have an agent that I do really, really like. Yeah. Which is great, who I signed with 
this year. Yay. So um, I've been through the full agent roller coaster. Um, each time I've written to probably about 100 agents before I got my agent. So in total, I've probably written like 300 agency letters, oh, which I'm sure we can all relate to. Oh, it's disgusting. It's something we have to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not a chore at all. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> Big fat chore. Especially since everyone wants a personalised cover letter. Oh my God. It's just like, do you like my face or what? I feel like that's all I'm actually saying in that email. Mm -hmm. It's just like a load of flowery language of me basically being like, do you want me on your books or not? Yes. Do you already have a small young blonde? You do? Well, (laughs) bye-bye. Would you like another? (laughs) Woo! Don't. uh, Oh, never mind. Who doesn't have a small blonde girl? Anyone? (laughs) No one. Small blonde girl brigade represented over here. Represented, yeah, yeah, that is us. But this isn't just a podcast for people who are small and blonde. This is for everyone. Yes, we will also be interviewing other people that are not small blonde girls. Because, <laughs> you know, we need to have voices from every every part of the yeah. industry as well. In fairness, we can't talk about um, what the casting industry is like for men because we don't experience that side, which would come up in, like... A separate um, podcast where we're probably talking about like body image and stuff and what's expected of you. Like there are different expectations for men as there are for women, and both you know there are struggles in both. You know, mm-hmm. what's the words I'm trying to say? I don't. We'll get a man sure. in. We'll get a man in, and he can tell you. We know men. Uh... <laughs> some apparently. <laughs> some. After me trying to explain that, I shouldn't know any men. But never mind. Yes. And as well as talking about our experiences, we'd love to hear from you guys as well. Mm-hmm. So we will actually be asking specific questions at the end of some of our podcasts. So you can write in and tell us a little bit about your experiences. But if you do already want to write in and tell us about anything before we've even asked the question, do feel free. Our email address is ynbspodcast at gmail.com. Ooh. That stands for you've not been successful, just to clarify. Clarification there. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the podcast. Great. Great. Well, that's a little introduction to us. If you like the sound of our podcast, do tune in for our next episode where we'll actually be talking a little bit more sense. Yeah. We hope. <laughs> Maybe we'll be drunk. <laughs> right. Thanks, guys. And remember, you have been successful. Should we try it again where I actually do it with you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping that bit in. <laughs> Remember, you have been successful. successful.